Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily Yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the And you're listening to listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Hey. And more importantly. More importantly. Uh, the hometown conquering hero of the weekend. I think we discussed this off air. Yeah. We're, we're rolling with that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we are joined home. by Bailey, uh, who I guess I'll admit, I chose deliberately to be in the top of the list. Yes. Uh, we wanted to interview you. Yes. Um, and to be totally honest, it's because when we see you interviewed, I feel like you're real. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's only certain people I can imagine talking to for more than 20 minutes. You Absolutely. Know, not real. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks. That that means a lot that you chose me for that reason. But uh, we were talking about it in the car earlier. I was, she's like, I can't imagine them talking to you for an hour. I said, me neither. I'm not that interested. Or I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I am all, very interested. I was interested. like, I hope you're interested no, a little bit. I'm not that interested in this podcast, so let's not do that. Um, so I'm happy that you know you guys chose me and want me here for of that course. long. You know? We're talking about how busy we are this weekend. You were talking about your schedule. We're talking about, you know, we're complaining about having to do wrestling podcasts. We're not really complaining. Not really, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be at some point where you're like, where they're just like, hey, you know, will you go do this hour-long interview? And you're like, guys, I have to wrestle in two days. Like, I have, <laughs> like, I have important, I mean, is it all just part of the same job? Yeah, I mean, you, you sometimes on Monday, like Monday nights or Friday, whatever night you're on, we have media starting at 5 a.m. and we have... A, literally like 20 interviews where you stop at different radio stations and different TV stations. Wow. Um, so like they 
we do that, you know, and mania is no different. It's like time seven when it comes to that stuff. You kind of prepare and you're ready for um, the week. I'm actually, I think I have a pretty easy week this year and don't really have too many crazy appearances that mm-hmm. take up all your time and energy. So mm-hmm. I think I'll be good. That's good. That's yeah. good. We were so, I think you said like the makeup people might have a, a tough They really schedule. do. Shout out to the WWE makeup team. They yeah. have like, I think they said there's nine of them this week. But I don't even think that's enough, you know? And they they are just in there from 6 a.m. till 8 p.m. probably in this room. And tons of people come in. Not just the women. You got guys coming in to get powdered. You got all kinds. Don't don't let the secrets out. They get powdered (laughs) up too. (laughs) You know, we sweat a lot. (laughs) That's facts. Yeah, they Um, work so hard. You know, I I, I like to – I'm really interested in this conversation because I truly think you're – kind of a living legend as far as like the women's roster is concerned not just the women's roster the entire roster um i've said this on this podcast many times and i think i've said it on wwe programming your match with uh sasha banks in brooklyn was the match that truly brought me back as a fan um i was there live and saw it in person and uh we'll we'll talk about all that in, in general but um we talked to a lot of the women's roster uh throughout the week and throughout the show and Everybody, especially on the younger side, has always kind of mentioned you as somebody who's been someone who has always been an open book, someone to learn from, whether it's Mm -hmm. Bianca Belair, whether it's Raquel uh, Rodriguez. Um, You've kind of taken his mantle as almost like a locker room leader uh, for the women's roster. Um, With the time off and coming back now, uh, how do you sort of like manage that sort of role in Um, the roster? You know, it it was a little different when I came back and like – um, Bianca, for example, you know, I had the opportunity to work with her when she just got to Raw and SmackDown. Um, during the pandemic, when we were at the Performance Center, you know, she made her debut at WrestleMania kind of with Street Profits, yes. but then wasn't being used. So I would see her like literally sitting in the locker room, just reading her book, getting <laughs> like, and, and not being used. And I'm just like, man, there's so much potential right here, you know? So, then getting to work with her throughout the pandemic and watching her grow and just like talking to her, like her and I have such easy chemistry, such easy conversations. Yeah. So then being away, like I felt like we did, you know, so much together, didn't get to finish the story. Then I was gone for a year. Then I came back and I just saw this totally different person. Like she got to work with Sasha. She got to work with Becky every single night, have these big matches with them. Saw this whole different person where I'm like, ah, like this is, this you know, is what I saw. This yeah. is what it, what it is. But it's just like she grew from that. Everything mm-hmm. she learned from the three of us in that time, and just like being on everything, she took it, absorbed it, and learned. And that's a total kind of off from what you're asking, but just sure. Bianca in particular, I seen the growth within a year. But um, I think like for me, I realized at a very young age or a very like the start of my career, even in my tryout, that I think my main role or my main purpose of being here and in the division was to um, help everybody that I can. Right. Anybody with less experience or anybody that um, even even just comes to me for advice or whatever it is, I just like helping and I like teaching when I can because it also teaches me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really rethink things because sometimes they'll, like Sonia Deville, for example, will challenge me because she didn't come from a wrestling background. She'll challenge me for a, with a question like, so, but why, why did you do it like that? Or why is that your answer? Cause to me, that doesn't make sense. I come from okay. MMA and I'm just like, oh yeah. So as I'm teaching, I'm also learning. So it's such a long, 
Uh, this is a really long-winded answer, but we got an hour, we right? Got time. You know? <laughs> Nothing's um, long-winded here. They'll, I they'll just, stick around. <laughs> I just feel like it, it benefits everybody when you could have these conversations with like the NXT girls, you know, and anybody from all different levels of experience. It helps me as well as, as I hope I'm helping them. And mm-hmm. and it's just the culture of it all to be there for each other, you know? It just that's how I kind of want the locker room to be. And when I'm done or whatever, while I'm there, it's more fun when yeah. you can rely on each other. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you mentioned, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily like that before you left, but the reason why I brought up the Sasha Bailey match is because I feel like, and you know, you could correct me if I'm wrong when you first get in and especially the way the women's roster and women's wrestling was when that match took place, there was still so many walls to be broken down. There were still so many, you know, personal accomplishments I'm sure you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, we spoke to Braun yesterday on the show. There comes a kind of a time where you're not necessarily so focused on, oh, I want to be champ. I want to be on top. I want to be on this. And you just kind of have a better understanding of, of this entire thing and how it all works. Yeah. Um, when did that sort of light go off for you or has that light kind of gone off for you where it's like, okay, I'm not necessarily, I mean, it's nice to be Raw Women's Champion. It's nice to be SmackDown Women's Champion. (laughs) But you see that there's a bigger purpose for you, especially on the roster and how many people that look up to you. Yeah, I think that changed probably when I uh, came back from this injury. Like, I always, I I don't think of myself as a selfish performer or selfish person to work with or anything like that. I always think I saw the bigger picture, like what we're doing as far as like Sasha and I in Brooklyn, like what we're doing right now. Is, I didn't think it was going to change everything or, you know, make this big impact, as big of an impact as it did, mm-hmm. which I'm so blessed for. But, like, I knew that that match meant a lot to a lot of people. It meant a lot to our division at the time, and it meant that we're going to show what we can do when we can finally do this on WrestleMania. Like, that was my mindset then, and now it's kind of to that point. Like, um, to me, the bigger picture is, like, Dakota and EO. That's yeah. the easier thing. And but that's just like because they're next to me. But Dakota and EO are like symbolic for Indy Hartwell, Carla Carla, what's her name? Oh, that's her real name. Oops. <laughs> Roxanne Perez. There you go. Um, JC Jane, like Cora Jade. like all these girls in NXT, that's symbolic for them because there's so much more to give. Yeah. And I've been champ i'm a grand slam women's champion i've won money in the bank i've been on wrestlemanias uh i've done so much that i feel super proud of and i'm like all right all those accomplishments for myself can hold while i accomplish something i've never done before Hmm. you know yeah you talked about obviously the injuries uh the comebacks um there's a lot that's outside of your control right in this Mm -hmm. business and it's and even when you're not injured you know we can get into the details later, but like you've had some on-screen storylines that seem like they were a little bit, you know, it was a little bit out of your control the way that the way that the creative went. How do you how do you think about the the idea of control? Like, what's within your grasp, and what are you comfortable with, like you know, letting go of? That I struggle with every day. <laughs> I believe it or not, struggling even with this WrestleMania as amazing as this match is and everything there's just you just always want more you know you always want it to be mean as meaningful as it is to you to everybody else and of course that's not always the case and that's okay what you can't control is what you do in the ring and literally how you approach everything Mm -hmm. and how you if you're getting like if you're getting crap for whatever segment if you're getting like you feel like you're getting scraps or you feel like Mm -hmm. 
you're not being treated the way you want to be treated. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Complain about it on Twitter? You, that's not going to help. What are you going to do? Freaking give them an attitude, yeah. whoever's like writing this stuff, or give whoever's help trying to like put you on TV. It's mm-hmm. like, that's just not the way, that's not going to make it any better. So I have to come in and be like, you know what? I'm, I can control that. I'm still going to be a badass. I, I'm still going to like make people feel something out of whatever it is that I have to do. Um, and that's really it. It's all just your mindset. But that is like, I'm like training my mind to right. do that. You know, I'm learning how to do that without it letting me like bust into tears sometimes. Uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I think um, I saw I saw a post from Ronda Rousey the other day when she was basically saying, you know, uh, imagine what we could have done. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But basically, what, imagine what we could have done if we had just more creative help on, right. on the women's. <laughs> I think she used the word octogenarian. Which I had to Google. I did uh, not yeah, know what an octogenarian I was. Like, was. Oh, not, not readily available in my vocabulary. But um, she's not the only one that feels that way. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of feels like, you know, recently um, the women's division has kind of been in flux um, and you said there's only certain things you can control but just from your point of view do you think that has more to do with creative does that have to do with sort of the the changes that have gone on throughout the women's roster with people who have left people who have come back um, or is it just uh, we're, we're just kind of making a, a big thing out of nothing and this is something that we could you know just we're, we're at WrestleMania. We make the best of it here. What what do you kind of fall on you that? You know, line? I have, I'm trying to figure that out. And I think it just might be the change in the company and change, change in everything because obviously uh, people have taken over creative and people have taken, you know, we got new management and we got new spots and everything. And it's like not even a full year since everything's changed. Right. To me, I'd like to, I'm, I think I'm too optimistic sometimes but i'd like to think that it's just because so much has changed so many women have come back and it's still brand new Mm -hmm. like for someone like me who's been here for 10 years now like it doesn't seem brand new you know yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy but like everything's still brand new and everyone's still trying to figure out how to do this this new way and what's the right way and what's the better way but like that kind of stuff i can't put on a full post and be like look, I'm going to complain about this and I complain about this. and I complain. It's just like, that's not going to help. And then the fans are going to feel the same way. And if the fans feel the same way, they're going to be annoyed watching. Right. Or, and they're not going to like get into it. And like, then if we lose the fans, then what are we doing it for? Right. So yep. we have to just be like, let's just make it better. Make it the best we can. Like, yeah, we could have gotten more. Yeah, we could have, could have been this. It could have been better. It could always be better. Yeah. It's up to us. And I feel like not everyone feels that way. But someone has to. For sure. Know? For sure. So. I mean, you know what, though? I mean, a good thing about this build, though, is usually, like, the legend spots are reserved for, like, the Austins, the Rocks, the male, you know, roster and stuff like that. This is a legend spot for the women's division. And you mm-hmm. are in a, a match with a point. two of the greatest to ever do it uh, <laughs> of, of the Attitude Era. You're going up against them. Uh, they took EO and Dakota's titles. So... There's some skin in the game you have there. Don't say that. Uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, what happened. I mean, everyone knows, all it's right? It's what happened. Jeez. I'm just catching people up so they don't <laughs> got to watch the five-minute promo video before the match. But, um, you know, still, you have a legacy spot at WrestleMania with uh, two people who have helped shape what women's wrestling is, mm-hmm. including yourself, Becky Lynch, everybody. Um, knowing that you have that spot 
and not only just having the eyes of the folks who may not have be readily familiar with damage control, but they know Trish Stratus and Lita, and they know mm-hmm. you, and they know like Becky Cardi Lynch. B. They know Car- <laughs> like Cardi B. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later too. Uh, so there's a certain sort of responsibility not only to put on a great match, but you have two non you know full time wrestlers yeah. that you also have to carry through an incredible match during a huge stage. Um, how do you kind of balance that sort of, uh, you know, balance that sort of, I'd like to say, responsibility when it comes to being in this match? Um, I just want to I just want to do right by them, you know, okay. by like Lita and Trish, because they don't have to come back. You know, they they don't need to put their bodies through what we're going to do to them. <laughs> you know, uh, they already got their Hall of Fame rings. For sure. They've for already sure. been champions, uh, but they're coming back, whether it's to shut us up for reals or whether it's to show that they still got it. <laughs> Whatever it is, they came back and they agreed to face us, yeah. which I think is a huge compliment and a, and just something that we shouldn't take for granted which I definitely don't. Um, I didn't. I didn't even think about like what you just said, where it's this uh, legends yeah. women's spot. Like outside that of is, John Cena, right? Those are the only legends that are coming to work. Yeah, yeah. On Saturday and Sunday, which Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. You know? Well, you know, he's, you know, he's still yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's Hall of Famer. Rest, he's gonna outlive all of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he does it. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, it's just. I love the responsibility, and I but I always feel the pressure because mm-hmm. I always feel like after my cage match with Becky, like Hunter said something to me like, man, you're out there like you had something to prove. I'm like, I do. I always do. I feel like for some reason I'm just not seen in that light yet. Yeah. And maybe WrestleMania will be the day. I think it will be. Yeah. I think that that's – you answer the question I was about to ask, but you it does feel like you go back and watch – I was like – you know, Googling best top Bailey matches, you know, just to make sure that I had them all in my head in order before we did this. And I was like, in every match, it's like you're fighting for your life, not just in the match, but in terms of like what this match is going to mean. Yeah. yeah. It's and almost that, the respect too, right? Yeah. Like, you is, know, whether it's whether it's the, the four horsewomen or like them coming in and winning titles before you did or even in in – NXT, where Sasha was basically just saying, like, you're just too nice to be a, a champion. Yeah. Like, you've always had to, like, fight for a certain level of respect, whether it's in damage control, whether, yeah, the floating arm tube men. It's always <laughs> been something about, like, okay, Bailey's great, but she's not at, like, this yeah, level, right? Yeah. So when you're saying you have something to prove, that's what you have in mind. Do you feel yeah. that going into the match? Yeah, in a way, you know? It's like, and I don't, uh, maybe I don't even know <laughs> what it is that I need to prove. Because, like, I, I don't feel like I need anyone's approval. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I need to prove and show to people, like, why aren't I on the WrestleMania commercials? Mm-hmm. Why aren't I on the advertisements? Why aren't I on the, the main poster? Like, that's the kind of stuff. Why why isn't Damage Control? Uh, mm-hmm. Why didn't we do a Charlie's Angels commercial, you know? Right, yeah. right. There was no spoofs. <laughs> like, that's, that's the I'm like, we're on every single show. What the hell? So that's what I want to prove. Like, that's what I want to show to everybody that Damage Control has. It, we're not just here to, like, make someone look cool or to, right. like, show, like, yeah, we're too. Like, we're here because we mean something. And, like, that at WrestleMania is what I want to prove. And I know they do for sure losing their titles has not been sitting well with us mm-hmm. and that's what they want to show and that's what we're going to do what um 
I was you talk, when Damage Control first debuted. You made your shocking appearance with the, with them at at SummerSlam. Um, I was there with our producer Ben, and we were just like smacking each other on the shoulder like little kids. You know, we were, like, <laughs> as each of them came out, you know, we were just like, ah, like what's happening right now? What I'm so, this is a little inside baseball, but I always I, I always want to know what is that crowd feel that that reaction from the crowd like when you make a when you when you came out that night making a shocking return like people were so surprised to see you like compare that to a championship win and the and the react, reaction you get from the crowd or as a when you're when you're a fan favorite or when they're booing you at the end of the match like how do they explain those different feelings and if i could add to that mm-hmm. i'm sorry in, in addition to that context it was also like the first big event with like new creative mm-hmm. so like oh, you yeah. were the first like Oh my God, Triple H is in charge. Oh my God, yeah. Things, yeah. Are, things are great this again. Is what yeah. he's gonna do? Yeah. So in addition a to that, that as well, yeah, like it almost <laughs> felt like a brand new chapter in WWE when you guys returned mm-hmm. and you're bringing in these two NXT standouts that everybody kind of knew already. Um, so just to add on to that, like, how did that sort of factor into that return? Man, I don't know if I could explain or compare it to anything that I've felt like. I knew that fans fans were just like, oh, she's going to come back here. She's going to come back in WrestleMania. She's going to come back the night after. Like, they were just, okay, she's never going to come back. So, like, <laughs> they really didn't know when it was going to happen, and nobody knew about SummerSlam because we found out the night before. Like, so oh, wow. we barely knew, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't it, – it was just crazy. Like, the SummerSlam entrance was you walk out one, so I heard all these fans right here like, oh. Then you turn another corner. Then there's a, bu- a new reaction of yeah. fans. Like it gets louder because then more people can see you. But then you turn the ramp to face the ring, and it's a different reaction from more people than everyone could see you. So like it just kind of got louder and louder, and it was mind-boggling. But like once Dakota came out, it was like a weird reaction in the coolest way. Like it was kind of like a what the heck? Like right. everybody was like. <gasps> Because she wasn't, uh, I guess, signed at the she, time? No, like, she didn't yeah. have a job like a couple <laughs> of days before. Then EO comes out, and it's the same kind of reaction. And then when we all stood together, that's I've never felt that before. Like coming back out, making a surprise entrance, I've, I felt like that, like money in the bank or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, um, stuff with the tag titles. But when we were all standing there together, they were like, oh, it was like what you're saying. Triple H is like, this is changing yeah and people were like hell yeah it was like what I, else can happen i remember that SummerSlam and just hearing you know you know the, the the changes that were happening behind the scenes so everybody was just sort of waiting like okay so how's it going to be different and i felt like that moment was mm-hmm. the first like oh this is different yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. this is new you yeah. know? it's weird it's almost like like the first time that women main evented a pay-per-view right, right. it is there that is something me and Sasha i know, I know. <laughs> you, got, you got that check you got that box checked but there is something really symbolic about like we are the symbol for the new era of wwe like they decided this is going to be the moment where everybody gets to say mm-hmm. wow now this is like this is a, this is a statement yeah that's true yeah that's cool <laughs> it, it, it felt yes it felt like um um I'll praise Hunter all day, you know. It just, like, felt like he had faith in in me and Mm -hmm. faith in both of them because he knows how incredible they are, you know. So, um, yeah, that was a good feeling. That's awesome, man. That's fantastic. Um, I I know we spoke about your your sort of, like, mentorship to, like, the next uh, generation of professional wrestlers, and I read that you're really interested in opening up a wrestling school. Yeah. Yeah. 
talk to me about that. Like, what is that? Is that like a is that like an after uh, wrestling career sort of move? Is that something that you want to do while you're wrestling right now? Or what, what's it like? Like when I uh, first started wanting to open a wrestling school, it was always afterwards, you know. But I also didn't think I thought I'd be done when I was 35, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like. Ugh. All right, maybe it might have to be during. Yeah. But it, I've had, I've wanted to do this since uh, the first time I stepped into my own wrestling school. Like my first day at my wrestling school is called Big Time Wrestling, and we were in Milpitas, California, I think. And um, it was a small little garage mm -hmm. where I can like stand in the ring and touch the wall, <laughs> like stand on the other side, touch this wall. There was like four chairs, a little refrigerator, no bathroom. Wow. And I was the only girl. So like the guys didn't care. They would step outside and go pee or whatever, but I had to stop at the <laughs> McDonald's before I ever practice and like pee in it. But I loved it. I was like, this is like heaven, you know? <laughs> and right then I said, I want to open a wrestling school. Like if I become successful in all this, I need to open a wrestling school. So that's always been like a, my the back of my mind goal. But now I'm not going to give away too many secrets. I don't want everyone to steal my idea for a wrestling school. <laughs> but when I got hurt, it, it gave me a whole different appreciation of injuries and what we put our bodies through and thinking about my training in the ring and like in the gym mm. and how much better I should be taking care of myself. And um, so I have a few other things that I want to do with the school just for like younger generations and whoever comes to be trained by me has like that in the back of their mm -hmm. mind. Yeah, I can learn the wrestling, but like you also need to take care of yourself. Right. You know, so I have a few ideas and I think that uh, it would be um, – probably most successful if I do it while I'm still wrestling, you know, but maybe towards the end. Um, yeah, that's nice. my, that's my idea right now. I'm all about the entrepreneurship, but do you ever yeah. just go to like Hunter and you're like, hear me out NXT San Jose, just put me in charge. <laughs> we'll build the yeah. building. We'll do a whole nother thing. Uh, like to build a, yeah, NXT. Yeah. a whole different yeah. well, school. I also don't want to be, I want to like do my own thing. Like yeah. that would be cool. But what I think it would be cooler because I've thought about that. You know, I could go tr be a trainer at the PC or mm -hmm. something, but I think it would be more rewarding to me if I'm training someone from scratch, then they make it to NXT, Yeah, you know, or they become WWE champion one day. Then mm -hmm. I'd be like, whoa. But if they already make it into the door, they're already like, you know, they already made, made it that far. So, mm -hmm. but I want to train them from the bottom. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're talking about how proud you you might feel and, the, and some of the pride you feel in seeing Dakota and Eobi in the position that they're in. Um, at some point, we're going to take a take a left turn into into Mercedes Monet territory here. So let's just do it. Uh, explain to me the pride you feel for a friend like that when they're out there doing what she's doing right now, and 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 even and even compared to the way that the pride you feel for a friend when you see her win gold in WWE. Like, is it is it is it does it feel good to see her on the career path that she's on? Yeah, yeah. I was just texting her today or yesterday, and I was like, man, I miss having you here. Like, I miss her in this environment. I miss her for this the biggest show of the year. But, like, because she's who I feed off of for mm-hmm. inspiration or ideas or just you could vent to. And, like, I know I could trust her the most. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, what she's doing, she is carving a new path. She's following her craziest dreams. She's doing it literally on her own. She's doing, you know, now you don't have the WWE banner behind mm-hmm. you, the WWE flag. She's doing everything she ever wanted so successfully. And to me, it's just, that's inspiring. And I'm like, all right, if she can do that on her own, like I can be here without her and I'll be okay. Like, you know, you start to feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. Like, man, I need her. <laughs> I have ideas and I don't know who you to talk to. You two are like to. wrestling soulmates, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Y'all just have made so much magic over the years together. I'm so grateful for her. I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for her. But seeing her do all that and seeing her f- so happy um, and she's so happy for me. Like mm-hmm. in a weird way, I wish she was in this match because her dream match has been Trish Stratus and she may get it someday, you right. know. Um, but I'm like, man, oh, I want you here. But she's like, dude, this is the coolest thing ever. This is one of the biggest matches of your career, if not the biggest. So she's there for me and I'm there for her and it's the best. As far as the Mercedes stuff goes, like the way I almost look at it is almost the same way I kind of look at Cody now, right? Where it's like, you know, sometimes you got to go and let you know where your worth really is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, by either traveling or, or doing other promotions or anything like that. And I feel like, especially with your class of women that have come in and kind of changed what women's wrestling is, you know, looks like in America, I think she has the opportunity to be the first person to kind of do that, you know, yeah. and really yeah. sort of like do this you know, to- not the indies, but like just the tour of the outside WWE world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, who knows in a year or two, that's her popping up out of like the, the slow motion uh, <laughs> thing going the face of Seth she Rollins. better be wrestling me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I feel like I always felt like in the greater good of women's wrestling, that's her purpose right now. You yeah. know what I mean? To sort of expand it. And then maybe in a year or two, whenever, whenever, you know, you guys get back together, it makes it that much more magical. And yeah. do you kind of have the same sort of vision for her? Yeah, I mean, I, I always, I've said in past interviews, I always hope that she'll come back. And mm-hmm. if she does or doesn't, it's fine because what you're doing is whatever makes her happy. For sure. But like, uh, I think she's definitely showing people there's more and there's other ways. 
if you know there were a lot of releases in the past and mm-hmm. uh Dakota was one of them like if mm-hmm. you get released there's so much more you could do and she's you know there's now there's stardom in uh New Japan so like yeah. you can go other avenues and be successful and be all over um wrestling like globally still yeah. and you can show people that don't get hired off their tryouts like okay but you can go over there and still be successful and have amazing matches or if you don't, if WWE isn't your thing, you can go over there and do that, you know? And there's a, amazing women that you can wrestle, or men, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's just showing them, like, it's going to be okay. You don't have to be in one place to feel su- like you succeeded. She, she's just, she's doing so much. I can talk about her this whole hour. You, you mentioned men real quick. I'll, I'll do a quick little sidebar. <laughs> like, I, I've... I don't know how possible it ever is, but I've always just been really interested in a possible intergender match or, mm. or being able to work men, even in the smallest. A lot of people on YouTube are very interested in that too. You know, I know. like <laughs> I can see that, we, and we've seen it in like little splashes here and there. We had like the the Nia Jax Randy Orton moment from Royal Rumble oh, yeah. a few years ago. We've had a couple of other moments here and there that always seem to. Have Randy Orton involved somehow? I don't know. He's I guess the best. Like, that's why exactly. he can do it all. He can do it all. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, on the possibility of any sort of intergender wrestling in in WWE one day? I think it would be the bet. I think it would be so fun. Like I grew up off that, you know, with the Hardys and Lita, mm-hmm. uh, Tess and Albert and Trish, mm-hmm. like uh, Molly Holly, Crash Holly. You know, I grew up on that stuff, which w- it was so much fun to watch. Like Dean would wrestle, like Dean Malenko would wrestle Lita all the yeah, time, mm-hmm, you know, and yeah. China would be wrestling the guys. That's the stuff I love because it just shows how, one, how great the women are, but like it shows a different side of the men too. Yeah. And like we kind of got a taste of it with those mixed match challenge matches, yep. but we I were still. I love the mixed match challenge, by the way. I thought that yeah, was so it was fun. cool to see yeah. people like interact with each other. We don't get to interact with the guys a lot, but. Right. Um, we were still very like limited and cause it was a Facebook show or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think it would be so much fun. And like I said, it would just show different sides of both the women and the men and just kind of add new things. You know, sometimes they do it on the live events and it's some of the best reactions because mm. they don't get to see it often. And it's not expected. And it almost feels like if there's a true evolution in women's wrestling, like what better way to evolve right. than to have like intergender matches that aren't just like, brutal like indie style but like really just interesting mm-hmm. creative ways and tag, to, it's know? just tag team wrestling that's all it is now that we're at this level it can just be tag team wrestling yeah. so randy orton if you need a partner <laughs> i'm your girl oh my god that's fantastic there's a lot of rumors about randy orton there's a you know there's there's a lot of well this is wrestlemania weekend we're a lot of a lot, there's a lot of chatter all over the place about what's going to happen who's going to win the matches um do you guys hear that stuff? Do you guys, Are you aware? You, you talked about people having ideas about when you were making your return. Mm-hmm. But how much do you pay attention to what people are saying about WWE and about you online? Or do you wait for somebody in like talent relations to like put a tweet in front of your face? Uh, wait, so you're asking if the fan like as the wrestlers, fans. do you pay attention to what the fans are saying to what rumors are out there? I guess sometimes it's hard. Like now on Twitter, you get. You, you can see added, stuff yeah. that, like, I don't even follow these people. Why am I seeing these things? Or, like, we got to talk to Elon about that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not crazy about the four years. I'm not even tagged in, you know? I'm like, yeah. how the heck did this pop up on my feed? Whatever. Yeah. So I do see that stuff. I don't go, like, searching for it or whatever. But, like, I see that all the time, which I, I know everybody's different. And it, this, I don't know if this is your question, but, like, I don't believe everything I read from people. But sometimes they do know stuff before we do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, 
we'll get announced for a match or things will happen or this is happening. I'm like, no, I don't even know about that. Then three days later, I'm like, how do they know? <laughs> you know, and like whatever is getting out from people. I, I'm like the most naive person in the company. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know any of the drama going on. I don't know any secrets going on. Like, if I hear something, I have no idea. I'm yeah. like a little kid there. I don't know anything. Well, that's good. Can I ask you, this reminds me of this, the conversation we were having yesterday about the potential for betting on pro wrestling. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. we can talk about As that. a wrestler, how... What would your reaction be if the if whoever's running creative, whoever talks to you, says, "We know who's going to win your match. You're in the middle of this feud. The WrestleMania is in a month. We've we had we've we've written who the winner's name on an envelope, sealed it, given it to Ernst and Young. We'll tell you an hour before the match goes on. Is that okay, or does that seem like a really weird way to do business? Yeah, that would be kind of annoying. Yeah, because they know, right? And shouldn't you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's not like you can't get it done, but yeah. I'm like, why? Why are, we're supposed to be working together? Yeah, are you trying to make some money? You know, like yeah. you're going against. Yeah, me I'm like, money. I'm like, hey, Bailey, can you let me know who's going yeah, over? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they want to do me like that. Yeah, so <laughs> if you split it with me, this is go. what I got for you. I got you. <laughs> um, man, uh, a question I wanted to ask is: Is there anything that you miss about? Being the OG Bailey, like wacky <laughs> arms, ponytails, yeah. slap bands. Do you, do you miss any of that at all? I don't know if I miss the character stuff or, okay. you know, any of that. I don't, I definitely don't miss putting my freaking hair in a ponytail <laughs> and putting all that gel in there. It was like a helmet. My yeah. hair was so gross. I, the only thing I miss is the energy. It's a different, it was a different energy. And I don't know if that was just because, like, NXT at the time. Right. It was super different energy. I think that, like, if my entrances, you know, if mm. it, like, I don't know what it was, but people would get, they were so excited. Oh, they were so oh, excited crazy. to your, see me, you know? NXT it was just era, like. I mean, I, I remember talking to David Dennis, who's a great uh-huh. writer. He's on Around the Horn, great guy for ESPN. And I remember years ago him saying, like, this is going to be the, the, the female John Cena. Like, just the, just as far as, like... The, and you messed it up. Nah, Damn just it. Uh, just the energy from... I don't know if it's the OG version of NXT and just the insulated full saleness of it, mm. or was it just, you know... The, you were just different from anybody else out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You, had, you, you know, you had the, the second-generation star in Charlotte Flair. You had Sasha Banks, who was this sort of, like, swaggy black woman who we didn't, haven't really seen like that. And then you got Becky Lynch, who was, like, the last kicker. And it was you who was like, you know, this person's going to sell a million T-shirts and a million <laughs> be- belly buddies yep. and all and this I type did. of stuff. And you did. <laughs> um, uh, talk to me about just those those entrances and those that that original first feeling of okay, we talked about Brooklyn before. That first time you actually got to see it outside of full sale, like oh wow, these people really, that just really gave me like goosebumps. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like that just gave me goosebumps because I could remember cl- clear as day. Yeah, I was gonna share this story. Any- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna share this story anyways. But like our first time outside of full sale was in Columbus, mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio. We had a show, and I wrestled Charlotte and. Ric Flair was out there, but like managed her randomly on this small show. But it was, I remember like we were, I don't know where we were on the card, but we weren't first. We weren't last. We're like somewhere in the middle or something. Everybody's getting great reactions. Then my music hit and it was like, to, in my own head, I was like, oh my God, 
<laughs> this is like the first time people outside of Florida are seeing me. And I was like, oh, that was pretty loud. And yeah. I got, f- it just like sent a jolt in me. I was like, yes, oh, this is like, <laughs> this is my night. This is my coming yep. out. Like it was the best. And I had a freaking such a fun match. It's one of my favorite matches ever. Yeah. Ric Flair out there. I got to say, I'm sorry. I love you to him as I hit a Rana <laughs> on Charlotte. Like <laughs> the best. Right. But when I came back, Sami Zayn came up to me and he was like, hey, I know you're like, popular i know the fans like you but i and i don't take this the wrong way but i was not expecting that response he's like i think you had the biggest response and and like to me it was like that philly like chicago everywhere we went and i just was i would always like go home at night and be like man i wish everyone could feel everyone in the world could feel this feeling it's the best Mm. so that has to be the only thing i miss it's just like that fans like people being happy to see me like i made (laughs) i made people happy Mm -hmm. now i'm just like annoying which is fine it's i still love the response but i'm like that was a different i think they i think they just really connected to me because i'm a fan you know and they're like you know what she's just being herself yeah you know I, i get the same feeling like when you know, Sammy had the long... I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Sammy because yeah. he had the long run where he was kind of this different person. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally came back to Montreal with his old school, you yeah, know, um, NXT music, I almost feel like maybe not now, maybe not in a year or two, but one of these days... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, one of these days, we're going to hear that OG what? Bailey music. I don't know what uh, the storyline will be there. Yeah. But I'm telling you, that same sort of jolt that you felt that day yeah. is going to happen. Love people, lo- people love the, that song, and people love that That'd nostalgia be. that is connected to the OG uh, NXT run. No, that's, <laughs> was that out? That's my pick up my son from from, pre, from uh, daycare. Oh, that no. goes off every day. No, no, he's not here. He's across the country. It just goes <laughs> off every day. Um, it's good parenting right there. Yeah. I'll, I'll forget him there. Yeah. I, uh, it's like <laughs> uh, do you miss being a hugger, or is that? Did that I, I can imagine on a weekend like this, you probably gave it. You would have given out way more hugs than you were comfortable with. That's for sure, um, pre-COVID. Uh. Yes, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, what a weird time. What a weird timing. I, right. I towards you know, at some point, I had to just start giving high fives. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, Bailey likes high fives too, man. <laughs> you know, and like at signings, it was hard because, and I felt bad for our security team because. They would come and, can I hug you? And, you know, be a little too grabby. Yeah. You're like, yeah. trying to, like, cop a feel in there. I'm yeah. just like, all right, I'm friendly, but I ain't that friendly. So, <laughs> yeah. like, um, I don't miss, <laughs> I'll give hugs. I still give hugs out to certain people, Dakota and EO, you know? Have you ever had a, uh, a fan, I'm thinking of a younger fan in particular, but just express their disappointment in your change of personality? Yes. Yes, all the time. I still I get it at live events all the time because you can really like have a conversation with someone's sitting ring said I liked you better as a hugger. What happened to you? But like still to this last weekend, what, what happened to you? My son used to love you, and like they would they'll always always yell stuff at me. When are you coming back as a good guy? Yeah, you're you're a top. I, I don't know if an actual ranking exists, but like. As far as heckling back to the fan, like <laughs> that's it. some of the best stuff I see from you, right? Like you it. just kind of give it back to them just as much as they give it to you. That's got to be way more fun than hugging people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Like sometimes like the other weekend I was – I didn't even wrestle. I was out with Dakota and EO. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. You came all the way out here. You don't get to wrestle. But to me, it's so much fun. You know, I'm standing around the ring and these idiots are just like yelling <laughs> stuff at me. I could go around and rip a sign while they're doing their – dirty work and yeah. you know it's the best it's just like that's what's cool about wrestling right that's what we always say what's different from wrestling and 
a basketball game or whatever. It's yeah. like, because I'm going to sit here and have a conversation with you and you seen me on TV last night, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or I can grab your, like the other the other night I took some kid's pizza because he was heckling <laughs> me so much. You suck. Becky Lynch is better. And he's literally just holding a piece of pizza on a plate, plastic yeah. plate. And I grabbed it from him and he's like, oh. He looked at his parents and they were cracking up. And I walked around with it. Like the girls were making their entrance. I walked around with like, you guys want some? You guys want some? And the kids, he was so mad when I gave it back to him. Like he didn't want to eat it. I didn't touch it. I didn't spit on it. I didn't take a bite. But like that stuff is what's so cool. That's hilarious. That's so great. So you'd rather make a kid cry than give a kid a hug at this point in your life. Yeah. They're going to remember it forever. They are. That's you know a, that that Sasha Banks clip from our Iron Man match? Yes. Mm-hmm. Making Izzy cry? Oh, Gets replayed song. every every year. Yeah. You know? That's it's, true. There are moments. We create moments. You already talked a little bit about your match at WrestleMania, but give us a little bit inside look into the thought process. When you guys are, I mean, first of all, there's six people involved in the match. So this is a potentially a, a board meeting to figure out what's going on, <laughs> you know, from bell to bell. But but talk about how you make these decisions about how you do the match justice, how you give everybody their their moment to shine, how you you know get your moment to get booed by everybody. Like what what is the how intense is that process to plan? Um, yeah, I, it's. I mean, I don't know how. I honestly don't know how like Lita and Trish operate in their mind or anything, or how they want it or see it going. But we kind of, in my eyes, we just have to go based off what we've been doing on TV, what our story is, and what, um, which I think we kind of covered on Monday, what this match means to us. Like, Mm -hmm. to us, damage control, this match is like, this is what we stand for. We want to take out the top girls ever Mm -hmm. because that means that people are going to start actually believing in us, that people are going to see us. Uh, more than just this random three girls thrown together. Like, no, I'm not. I've been doing this for a, a long time. Yeah. I didn't just pick random people because it sounded fun. Yeah, I did this for this match. I did this so we can take down the top dogs, Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and people that are, you know, that are uh, only the only ones that get talked about. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it, I think in the match we have to make moments like that for us to prove that point. Because now I'm saying this, and now people are going to want to see it. Um, but it, I don't. I don't really know. I don't know what their mindset is going into it. We just have to. I want to steal the show, and I want to give Lita and Trish and Becky the best match they've ever had. Like if Becky and Lita can, or if Trish and Lita can go home and they've had already had a Hall of Fame career and just be like, "Damn, I wish they were here when we were wrestling yeah. full time." Yeah, you know, then I'd feel accomplished. You you've done a lot of great wrestling here in the state of California. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Bay Area, L.A., obviously a huge uh, independent wrestling hub. Um, Would this be, I mean, obviously, before this match, uh, what's the biggest, what does California, the state of California, wrestling on the West Coast, being in L.A., mean to you coming back here for WrestleMania and all the the miles you've put in in this state? Yeah, it's... Southern California is so different than Northern California as Mm. far as, I mean, in in general, but like as far as wrestling, like I grew up in the Bay Area, started training in Hayward, um, Newark area, Mm. but there's no, like I said, at my school, I was the only female wrestling or training. So like there's nobody in my my area to wrestle Mm -hmm. and 
every time I started having matches and everything, every time my promoter flew someone in or brought someone in, they were from the Southern California area. So it's just, it was very different, like bigger over here. Okay. And I just thought, man, if I could get to SoCal, I can wrestle all these girls. Like Candice LeRae was always at the top of my list because she was the best, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and they did NWA Hollywood out here. Yeah. So the, I remember the first time I went there, it was, to me, it was like the biggest show ever. This is on local TV and this is uh, where all the top girls come. So it was such a big deal. And I came with one of my train or one of my referees. His name's Alex. We call him Goggles. And we were um, driving here. We couldn't check into the hotel because it was still too early. And we had driven from a show we did the night before. So, like, no sleep, six-hour drive. And I started crying. I was just like, I need to be ready for this. Like, I need to sleep and I need a shower. And he's all, let's just go to the gym and shower there. And I'm like, you're a genius. <laughs> Showered at the gym, went to the show. Um, I believe I wrestled Candice that night. It was a tag match. And she was on the other end. And that, that just was like a huge deal, opened my eyes to wrestling. And I was like, man, but it was in front of maybe not even 50 people, you right, know? Right. And at that point in my career, that was the biggest match I've ever had and the biggest deal. And I was going to get noticed for all these opportunities. So like now being here, wrestling heroes, wrestling Becky Lynch with two girls, like with a group that I created, mm -hmm. you know, is like just... I was thinking about it today on the treadmill. I'm like, this is so weird. It's weird to be in California. My family's flying in, hour flight. Yeah. They don't have to go all the way to Florida for <laughs> something. My sister's driving in. You know, it's just like, it's, um, I'm so happy to be in Cali and do this, you know. This doesn't I, get old, huh? No, not to <laughs> me. Uh, old, you know, no. sometimes like it gets annoying, but it doesn't get old. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about wrestling Candice LeRae back then. I mean, it's got to be an eye-opening experience at that phase in your career, right? Mm -hmm. To step in with a, we use living legend a lot, but Candice LeRae was everything For at sure. that moment in yeah. time. Um, women's wrestling, but just indie wrestling in general. We've talked a lot about you as a as a, as an influence on other wrestlers, but talk a little bit about how, how you were in. in. Now you're good. <laughs> talk a little bit about how, where you get where you get inspiration, where you get influence. I mean, you're, you're in a faction with two wrestlers who, can do things physically that like no one's ever seen before, right? right? And that I can't do, right? That's so why what, they're there. Do you ever try to do it? Do you ever see you know Eo Sky do a move and you're like, show Dude. me how to do that real quick? You're like, is there? How do you get it? How do, what is that inspiration like? Well, so the first person I get inspiration from is Mercedes. Just her mind process, like the way she thinks about wrestling and like this match she has coming up. She's literally watching wrestling twenty four seven. Like that's I just want my mind my mind to work like hers and never will, but at mm. least I'm inspired to be better. But like EO, I, I feel like every time I put a match together or I see like a, Oh, this would be a cool idea. My eyes closed. Like, Oh, I could try that. Like in my mind, I'm wrestling like EO sky. <laughs> and then I, and then I watch my matches and I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not how smooth <laughs> she does stuff. And like, she's, Everything she does, her match with Becky on Monday, I'm like watching so jealous. So I'm like, why do you do things so easy? Like, even when she's warming up, she's doing that crap. Yeah. Uh, bouncing off the top rope and insane. Dakota, I'm like talking like they're right here. I'm just so used to them <laughs> being so by my side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dakota is like, her, her, she has a different mind for wrestling too. And she has that little like grungy style for that sure. um, one time at MSG, not too long ago, we had a tag match. Carmela's standing next to me on the apron. Uh, Dakota's doing stuff in the ring and she leans over and she's like, man, Dakota is so good. 
she does the little things so good. So mm. I get to watch them every week right at the apron or inside the match, and I take from them all the time. EO being fearless, Dakota being uh, very detailed on the little things. So I learned from them every week. The name Damage Control, how on the nose was that uh, when it came to naming <laughs> that team for the time that it happened, yeah. right? Like, there was a lot going on in the women's division. There was a lot going on in WWE, WWE in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and coming on uh, and naming your group Damage Control at the time it did, like, how purposeful was that name? It was uh, perfect. I was so happy. <laughs> we went through a lot of names. Yeah. We went through a lot. Do you, do you mind going through some of those possible oh, names? <laughs> I wish I could bring out the list and you guys can see it was not it was, was like was there a, a close second before damage control for i mean control was one of the like just control right um and then the now i wanted the now like even when i did um pitch this this idea right took pictures did videos like mm-hmm. promo videos so i can send it out and they could see like i'm serious about this i was using the now or okay. like now now i don't care about what i did in the past I don't care about what you guys think you have planned for the p- future because this is the now. Now, mm. now, now, now. Which is funny that, like, I guess... And they gave it the theory, right? Yeah, but I, it's already, like, copyrighted, so yeah. they couldn't yeah. use it. And I'm like, now you guys are using it? What the heck? <laughs> um, but then Damage Control... Like, the more I thought... I heard this song by uh, Janet Jackson called Control. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. just just the beginning, like, monologue of that. I listened to it the night after... Or the morning after SummerSlam. And I'm drinking coffee and a mimosa with my family. And I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is everything she's saying. Like, this is it. That's you know? Great. And I started like, I kind of started getting teary-eyed. I'm like, this is going to be great. I feel so like, then we started like messing like with that. Did you like a tweet of the lyrics or yeah, something like that? Yeah. I feel like I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, Janet Jackson. I was so pumped. Said, like, okay. And I just wanted, because I know people that I work with see my Instagram yeah, or Twitter sure, or whatever. Sure. So I'm like, maybe this will flash an idea. Um, and then that's kind of how I just, I threw around stuff with EO and Dakota and it just seemed perfect because in Bailey's eyes and in my Pam's eyes, like I felt like the division did need a little damage control. Like yeah. there was a few things missing and there is things we can do better, but you know, they need a little help. They need their role model. They need, you know, they need new faces. <laughs> so Different kind of role model. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's, I mean, that's really cool. So when you, when you're setting up for this weekend, what what advice do you have for Dakota and EO as you're going into this WrestleMania? Don't lose. <laughs> Not just <laughs> um, I just think like so us as a unit, you know, us backstage, we're just like, man, I wish this and oh this should be better. But then we always like shake out of it and think this is an insane match to be mm-hmm. happy. I'm so honored to be able to walk in with them by my mm-hmm. side after just debuting with them and this just coming to the day before SummerSlam, you know, um, my advice to them would just, it sounds so cheesy and I feel like EO's already there, but like just soak it in, appreciate Mm -hmm. it all. This is their first mania. Like I know Dakota was in, um, the women's battle Royal manias ago, but like, this is the real deal. Getting the entrance, doing the walk. Yeah. Yeah. Like we kind of just have to forget about everything everything all the outside stuff and all the negative stuff or whatever and just we just have to enjoy it and we have to make the most of it because 
she didn't even have a job this time last year, you so, know? Yeah. Like, it's just... Perspective. Perspective, you know? And, like, I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but that is would be my advice. Like, let's just go in there and give everything and just have fun. Like, have the best freaking time ever and let's make... Our names, let's do it tonight. They say WrestleMania is where stars and legends are born. So, like, let's do it. And let's have fun doing it. All right. Speaking of having fun as a fan, if you could put your fan fan hat on for a minute, what like, match are you looking for? I always have it on. <laughs> <laughs> Which match are you looking forward to watching the most outside of your own match, I guess? Um, Ray and Dom, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ray's just like, you never get tired of watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so, so many. And I'm a huge Austin Theory fan. I think he's just great for his age. Like, oh, he's yeah. got everything down. I watched like him. 24, 25? 25, oh, I think. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm I'm so mad. I'm like, how come I how come I didn't have it all that put together <laughs> yeah. when I was 25? Like, I wanted to do it since I was a kid, too. Yeah. He's like, I've been thinking about this forever. I'm like, me, too. <laughs> uh, I watch him every live event, just, yeah. like, killing it, main eventing every live event. Um, so I'm just excited to see what he um, does with Cena and and – I don't know. I know that's like sounds lame because it's like the Cena and Ray, but I'm mostly looking forward to it for theory. Nice. And then just love Ray Mysterio. Well, we got um, the Usos against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I was thinking about you mentioned Sami earlier, but I was thinking about Sami and KO because they have this relationship that spans their whole career, right? Yeah. It's sort of like you and Mercedes do, yeah. right? And it's so it's it's sort of to bring it all a little full circle. I mean, that's got to be part of your thought process, right? When you're so like intertwined with somebody, do you, is that do, is that part of the motivation for hoping that she comes back someday? Like, like you, do you feel like you need that bookend on that because she's such a part of your career, or do you feel like I got this? Like, do I need her back for like, yeah, to, to have that to, to eventually have that WrestleMania that match again? Uh, yeah, selfishly, yeah, that's my dream mania match. My one of my dream mania matches was against Lita, and I'm going to get to do that yeah. this week. So, um, a singles match with Mercedes at Mania has always been the dream, and I think you know if I <laughs> if I keep doing good here, if I keep like making things better, making some changes that needs to be changed, and um make this match special. She's a huge moment or she's a um, huge fan of moments, mm-hmm. like real moments. Obviously she has so many um, can show her like we could, we could do that and we could do that at mania, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I just want, I just want her to see like, you know, things are good. Just come on. Let's one more time. Let's, let's make you know? it work. Well, Whether, make it I'll work. wait for you. You want to get, <laughs> you want to wait a few years. That's fine. I'll wait for you. Outside of Mercedes or just for your next, like, they always say that, like, at the end of WrestleMania, the creative team has, like, a, you know, dry erase board with, like, next year's WrestleMania. They start writing it down. <laughs> when do you start putting in your pitches for, like, what you're going to do for the next year? Um, I'm, we have already been talking about that, like, myself, Eo, and Dakota just kind of figuring out what the next step is, win or lose, mm-hmm. and what we want out of this and, like, what, how much we want to grow from here. Mm-hmm. Because now we've got this down so like what more can we do and uh have a few ideas like but to me one of the main people i want to work with actually is Liv morgan Mm. because she's just like she's got everything you know i she's she's already won the championship but i feel like obviously we all everybody loves her she's like such a genuine she reminds me of me nxt like people love her and she wants to give everything like she's freaking hardcore she's fearless she has a look i was just 
thinking about this watching her at the last um, live event. And I'm like, man, she's got it, dude. She just needs that like one good round of yeah. some, like a one good story just to kind of, mm-hmm. and like I said, she's been champion, but I feel like I would love to work with her because we're complete opposites right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. As far as, um, you know, Becky sort of like uh, threw some darts in, in between you guys on Monday about uh, a possible split. I think she said something along the lines of like, you, you're just, you guys are just lackeys talking to EO and, and Dakota and saying like, when are you going to step up and do something for your own? If, WrestleMania doesn't go your way, and this is the last time you guys are all together as a group. As a role model, how ready do you think EO and Dakota are to take that next step as championship solo championship contenders? They were they were already ready. Hmm. You know, like they've already held championships. EO's held the NXT Women's Championship. Dakota's been NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. You know, uh, but like. They're already ready. They don't need me to get them there. Mm-hmm. I just wanted I wanted them here. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily need them, but I want them here because they belong here and because I feel like if they if it I, I don't know, look at all the eyes that are on them right now. Look at who they get to be in the ring with, yeah. Lita and Trish. And it's because Becky has an issue with me, you know? So like I I think they're already ready. I know they're already ready. But I feel like we're not done with what we need to do. Win or lose, I don't think we're done yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we win or lose, we still got to get those tag titles back. Got to. You know, those got are my to. babies. <laughs> Mercedes and I brought those into existence, yeah. and I can't mm-hmm. freaking stand watching them on my home, my childhood hero <laughs> and the stupid idiot man, Becky Lynch. I can't stand it. They said our, they said they were dusty on our shoulders. Where have they been? Yeah. You know? <laughs> the heck? We got to let you get out of here, um, so we'll wrap this up. But you keep talking about about being a fan. You said you always have your fan hat on. I think we all can see this when we watch you. Like, we as wrestling fans, you know, we love wrestlers who, because of what they give them give of themselves for us, but we always really, really attach ourselves to the ones that we feel like are like us. You're yeah. a fan like we are. Do you feel... Like you're more of a fan than other people back there. Do you feel like a spe- like a different sort of fan, or is that is that more of your identity maybe than someone else? I think like the fandom that I keep, it's not as I don't wave the flag as much as I used to because mm-hmm. it's become a totally different thing to me now. It's a business, yes, yeah. it's a. <laughs> it, I know you learn that along the way. It's a business, but I think because maybe that hurt me in the past. We're like, all right, I'm not just a fan, you know. Like I made it this far. I could mm-hmm. also do this in the ring. I could also do this for you. I mm-hmm. can also do interviews for you. Like, um, so like as much as I am a fan, I think that's what keeps me a little sane and what keeps me like, okay, what's the best way I can do this if I hate something rather than me just being a business person and be like, go and yell at someone in the office. You know, the yeah. fandom in me has the respect for what everybody does, has the respect for WWE, has the respect for wrestling. Um and I definitely have that, wear that more than anybody else, mm-hmm. I think. Because mm-hmm. I'll be like backstage watching Rey Mysterio do his entrance like, oh, God, he's so cool. <laughs> but then when it's time for my match, it's back to who the hell do I have to prove something to now? Mm-hmm. And that I feel stronger than ever. I feel stronger than ever in this match. There's a couple WrestleManias ago where I wasn't used and it yep. lit a fire that has never gone out since. Mm. So there's that side. But... If you're asking, am I the biggest fan backstage? Maybe. 
<laughs> well, we're but big right fans. Now, we're not. big fans of you. Big fans of you. And by you, the way, man. you've proven everything you needed to prove in this interview. <laughs> to you guys, yeah. yeah. And everybody listening. And everybody at home. Idiots. There you go. Um, Bailey, thank you. Uh, good thank luck you. this weekend. You're an, inc- an incredible match with two legends. Uh, you're a living Yo and legend. Dakota, and, yeah. and Dakota. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> two Hall of Famers. Two yeah. Hall of Famers. Okay. I'll be, I'll be more specific. But uh, thank you so much. This was really a blast. And uh, enjoy the weekend, man. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for doing this. Yeah, thank no problem. You. Thank you so much, Bailey. Thank you, as always, Kaz. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys for listening. Keep watching this space. We have more content every 15 minutes or something like that. Wow. <laughs> Until then, we'll see you later, humanoids. Peace. <laughs>